You're listening to the Weekend Collective Podcast from Newstalk ZB. 2017, Brooke Van Velden, um, she contested the Auckland Central electorate um, and, and lost out to former National MP. She entered government in 2020 uh, when she moved up to second place on Axe party list and became their deputy leader at, in political terms, the tender age of 27. Now, this year, she is going to contest the National Party stronghold that is the Tamaki electorate. I think Muldoon held that for about 30 years. Um, anyway, rep- so that is representing Auckland's eastern bays. Um, yes, and a, Rob Muldoon won the seat in 1960. Uh, the, the, the party's held it uh, ever since. It's held currently by Su- Simon O'Connor, who has come under fire in recent uh, recent times for his conservative views on social issues, including an anti-abortion and euthanasia stances. So can Brooke Van Velden do it? Well, she joins us now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tim. So, uh, firstly, why run for a particular seat when, with your party numbers, you're a shoo-in for Parliament anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm standing for the seat of Tamaki because I believe the stunning part of Auckland deserves genuine advocacy and better representation. You know, over the past year, I've been approached by many, many people in the Tamaki electorate asking me to stand because they feel like they deserve a stronger voice uh, to push back against Wellington and to have an advocate uh, who cares about the government's spending plans and cares about where all of those billions are going, Mm. actually has fresh ideas on how to solve community crime um, and will also push back against Labour and Nationals' housing deal uh, that will see huge chaos for intensification, particularly in Tamaki. Um, So with all of those concerns, I've decided that I want to represent the people, uh, but importantly, I want to listen to them because I genuinely believe this beautiful part of Auckland Mm. uh, deserves someone to be their voice. Okay, well, just up against Simon O'Connor specifically, what have you got that Simon O'Connor doesn't? Oh, look, I think I bring, you know, a fresh approach to politics. Um, I want to represent all people of Tamaki, uh, but importantly, I also want to allow people who don't feel like they're being represented at the moment, and that's a lot of women within Tamaki, a voice. You know, over the past year, a lot of women have approached me saying they don't feel represented uh, by Simon O'Connor's anti-abortion stance, and they feel like when they finally hear from him, all he's doing is apologising. He's not putting putting forward good ideas for the local community. And, you know, in the past year, I've taken my members' bill to Parliament uh, to actually figure out a way how to solve our infrastructure issues. So I'm bringing, you know, a fresh approach to politics, but also those fresh ideas that will help this community. Because you've stood for a couple of electorates before, but that was probably before you were particularly well-known. What makes you think you can turn a seat that's been in Nationals' position, if I can put it that way, for, you know, 50, 50, 60 years? I think that the people of Tamaki deserve change for the better, um, and I will be out there working to represent them and be their voice. Uh, So I want to be able to listen to their concerns. And just today, I've just been out door-knocking in St. Helier's um, and had a huge response from people uh, who want someone who is their local advocate uh, but will also push back against um, being forced to intensify where the infrastructure is not in that part of Auckland. Um, So we're getting really good support and I think there's there's definitely a mood for change. Um, Where do you live? I live um, in a 
electorate that has great local representation. I'm in Epsom uh, with David Seymour. Um, and he is, wonderful, he is a wonderful, wonderful um, local MP. And I want to bring that type of uh, local MP experience mm. to Tamaki. So I don't think it matters where I sleep at night. I think it matters where I'm actually in the day, and that's in the community of Tamaki. And I'm going to be out here in the community uh, all the time on street corner meetings, knocking on people's doors, visiting the local shops, going to the local schools, because I think it's important that this part of Auckland gets that same representation that David delivers for all of the people of Epsom. What did you learn from those other competitions where you maybe didn't do so well? The Auckland, I think it was Auckland Central and Wellington. What lessons can you sort of um, learn from to improve your chances this time around? Well, look, this time around is, is very different. When I stood in Auckland Central and stood in Wellington Central, uh, those were to represent the party vote. Uh, I was never going after the electorate vote. Um, this time round will be very different because I'm here uh, not to represent people who will only vote for ACT. I'm here to represent people as a local voice for local concerns. Uh, so it will be a very different campaign for me. I will be out there listening and talking to locals uh, to make sure that they feel represented and know that there will be someone who will be a strong voice for them in Wellington uh, from 2023 election onwards. And I can't wait uh, to, to go out and meet more and more people. So this will be a very different campaign for the, uh, the two others that I've run. How do you actually balance time between the time you spend in Parliament between, between that and campaigning and, and making your presence felt in Tamaki? Oh, look, it's, it's always going to be difficult, uh, but that will be the same for everybody who's um, you know, out there campaigning at the moment. Um, through the week, Parliament is still sitting, but as soon as Parliament rises on a Thursday evening, I'll be back into the community on a Friday, be out there door knocking yeah. and street corner meeting on a Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Good on you. Um, now, the, you've got a press release out um, around the tenancy and landlords and tenants, sort of, if I can put it that way, it seems like it's a one versus the other sometimes, the way it goes in politics. Um, you Just quickly, before I ask the question, are you a tenant or a homeowner? I am one, a homeowner. One? Okay. Um, but I'm also a tenant in Wellington. Okay, right. So you've said that um, those saying that landlords shouldn't be able to end a tenancy are the worst enemy of vulnerable tenants. Um, why is that? Look, I've actually talked to a lot of landlords over the past few years who've said bringing in this law uh, where you can't remove somebody uh, has had a negative effect because what that means is when you've got 20 applications uh, for a tenant and somebody has something negative on their track record, that person goes to the lowest point of the list. Uh, so what that means is somebody who might have had a criminal conviction, somebody who may not have been able to pay their full rent in previous tenancies, no longer looks like a desirable tenant um, and somebody is less willing to take a chance on that tenant mm. because they don't know if this will work out for them. So I've heard from uh, landlords who are worried that if they do take a chance on someone and it doesn't work out, then they won't have any options on their side. Mm. Uh, so I think this, this law that was brought in to try and protect vulnerable tenants has actually worked against them uh, because it means that a tenant uh, knows that if there's ever anything that's gone wrong in their past, 
They've got a black mark against them. I don't think that's fair. I think we need to rebalance it and allow tenants and landlords to come to more individual agreements. Uh, because the issues come up because Nationals policy wants to roll back the, the requirements around um, notice and periodic tenancies and termination without cause. Um, just broadly speaking, is that does that mirror what ACT's policy is? Look, ACT has been saying this for, for years, uh, that we would roll back these uh, Residential Tenancy Act changes. Um, but we would go further and we would also remove that interest deductibility limitation. I think what's happened over the past few years is the government has caused division between tenants and landlords by attempting to protect them by putting in place more laws and restrictions, mm. but it's actually caused more conflict in the tenancy market. Yeah. How do you? How hard is it to evict someone now? What what stories well, have you heard? I mean, I guess we, it's all stories, isn't it? We don't have too many much hard data about number of evictions, do we? Yeah, I've I've heard from a lot of people who are very concerned, especially when it comes to having uh, noisy tenants or people who are aggressive uh, to other people on the street. With these types of um, these complaints, uh, people have to have a multitude of complaints over a period of time. It can't just be one or two uh, complaints. I think you know for everybody's um, you know, peace and enjoyment of the street, yeah. uh, but also for the the safety of the landlord themselves, knowing that they can actually uh, remove a tenant when it's not working out, yeah. I, that can only be a good thing. You, know, get... you put yourself in the in the shoes of a landlord. Hmm. This is their asset. They're hoping uh, that it will be there for for many years. But to have an unruly uh, tenant that might be you know, causing reckless harm or causing yeah. harm to the rest of the street and they can't do anything about it, it means you're less likely to actually take on someone. I guess the, the hard stories are always at the extremes of the spectrum, but in the middle, there are a bunch of landlords and tenants who, you know, who, who, who want to just protect their rights. But the problem is there'd be a lot of tenants who will feel less secure about this because Megan Woods has described uh, Nationals rolling it back as cold-hearted. Um, so what, what's your answer to tenants who will be like, oh, great, um, 90 days I can be kicked out with no, no cause. What, what's your answer to them? Look, my answer to them is, you know, we've got to work together to have policies that don't other people and put people into camps of saying you're good people or you're bad people. You know, we have to work together and create a law that works for everybody. You know, I had somebody contact me in the past year uh, who actually had a criminal conviction who said, I want these laws to change because I know it's so hard for me to get anywhere yeah. and I have to go on an emergency housing wait list because I just cannot get a landlord to take a chance on me. Mm. I want to see people working together in our community and being able to sit down face to face and say, yes, I will take a chance on you and if it doesn't work out, that's okay and we can move on. At the moment... People don't feel like they have rights over their own property and tenants who have already had a bad rap don't feel like there are any options and that's just not good enough for our society. Okay. Well, uh, good luck with the campaigning. I'm sure if it's uh, cut from the same cloth as the work David Seymour does in Epsom, you're going to be, uh, you have a lot of work on your hands. So uh, uh, good luck. Uh, That's Brooke Van Velden, Act Deputy Leader and uh, Housing Spokesperson. For more from the Weekend Collective, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from 3 p.m. or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.